Jordan is on best. Harper's on Miller. Welcome to another edition of the Indie Cornrows Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Schindler. As always, before we get started, if you have not already, please be sure to rate and review us over on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us out. Uh, we're getting pretty close to 50 reviews here, Tom. So uh, if you guys haven't already, go do that. Uh, maybe something will happen if you hit 50. I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll find out. Um, of course, Merry Christmas to you guys. I hope you guys all had a great Christmas. Tom, uh, first of all, how are you doing? How was your, how was your Christmas? Uh, doing well. Doing well. Enjoy getting another win here and had a great Christmas. Thank you. Can't complain. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, as, as Kristen Airy pointed out towards the end of the broadcast, this is the first time that the Pacers have started the season 2-0, two, two which is this is a wild stat, since the 13-14 the season. Um, yeah, that's crazy. So, yeah, it, crazy in the fact that they haven't started 2-0 since, since then, which is kind, yeah. of, kind of wild <laughs> to think about. But um, they are normally kind of a – slow starting team a little bit yep. i guess if uh, you know but um i don't know there's I, I had a lot of thoughts off of this game not anything like groundbreaking um first thing though i think the game who, who would you give the game ball to because i think game ball pretty easily goes to tj mcconnell um you know not the craziest stat line but he had the three uh three steals right off the inbounds um which kind of spurred that massive 21 nothing run oh, yeah. that unit went on and um one of the, what, what kind of stands out about that for me is they I, if i counted it up correctly the bench unit played nine minutes together uh without a sub which is just kind of the exact opposite of what we're used to from from the mcmillan era you know everything in the mcmillan era was regimented all the minutes were going to happen a certain way um and nape yorkers just letting guys run what do you what are your thoughts on that so far yeah, I, I honestly, for a minute, I thought he was just going to leave him out until the half ended. But, um, I, you know, they got the, uh, what was it, 21-0 run yeah. going. And I think, you know, McConnell had the three steals, the holidays combined for four more. And, you know, the first thing I was thinking of, because, you know, not only are they, they, you know, applying pressure full court and actually getting a couple steals out of that, but then once the Bulls are coming across half court they're jumping past the lanes and getting more steals and and you know harking back to the you know first press conference introductory press conference with Bjorkman and he talked about just wanting this team to be disruptive defensively and I was like that's disruptive you know we have the concerns about the the pressure out of the perimeter and and what happens if it doesn't you know work you, you get burnt but uh, man when it's going uh, that's the result. And, you know, it was interesting also just to see the Bulls kind of transform and, and, um, because, you know, right at the outset of the game, they were hitting shots and looking pretty comfortable. And then, um, at that point, it looked like any shot they took was not comfortable and they were being rushed or, or really out of the game and, and couldn't get anything going. So, uh, that was uh, that was a really fun stretch of basketball to watch, no matter who the opponent was. Yeah, I agree. I'm, uh, so just to quantify a little bit, uh, the Bulls went three of twenty-four 
outside the paint and in between the uh, the three point arc. So obviously, I mean that's that was that was killer for them. Pacers shot really well from there today. Um, I, I don't know. The one question I do have that is uh, I don't want to say it's plaguing me, but it's something I really want to keep note of for the next couple of games, especially against the Celtics, as they're going to be a better team. Um, I, you know, again, I, I don't want to say worried because that's it's too early to be worried. And also it's just, you know, thinking out loud. Um, the team really gassed themselves out. Um, and you could see in that fourth quarter. So I wonder, you know, do you think that part of the uh, part of them? And we've seen this in all the games. We've noted it, um, them getting tired in, you know, third, fourth quarter after playing this, you know, really aggressive ball pressure defense. Um, just kind of going all out. I mean, the sets weren't as uh, dynamic, like there wasn't as much movement. Um, I, I felt like the offense kind of died down once it wasn't coming off of turnovers and in transition. Um, and obviously the defense kind of opened up the, um, the floodgates a little bit for, uh, you know, well, yeah. at least in the fourth quarter, they got blown out in the fourth quarter. Um, so, uh, and obviously, I mean, the game was so far apart, it didn't matter, but, uh, you know, I was just thinking about this. Okay. If you're playing a team like Boston and you're tied, you go on that run, but then, okay, say you're, you're not going on a 21 point run against the Celtics, at least most likely you're not. Right. Um, so say you're up like five or something after a pretty good run put together. Um, and then your team gasses out for like that six or seven minute stretch, like the Pacers do. Well, that could be double digit deficit against a team that's better. So I, I don't know. That was something that I'm thinking about. I, I definitely am going to be looking for uh, moving forward, but I was wondering what you're thinking about that. Uh, yeah, I've honestly, that's, wasn't a concern tonight for sure, just because mm-hmm. I mean, because yeah, I know I'm definitely thinking ahead a little bit too much with it. And but. then we had the 19 0, I mean, they were up by 30, so there it, it was more not, I, I felt like more my not gassing out, but more like taking your foot off the gas, um, in that sense. But the other thing that was interesting with this bull team, just because you know, they've had you know, two they've gotten thumped twice pretty much. Um, but I mean, they're playing those young guys and starting them. And then the, the guys they have on the bench are actually veteran, you know, kind of more old pro type guys, you know, who can play. <laughs> and um, they're at the end of the, at the, when they were making that little run. It was like, well, yeah, these guys probably would have a little more um, success in the immediate future playing together more. But, you know, obviously the Bulls are looking ahead and, and, playing their young guys more and having them more of a, a focal point. So, um, you know, I, I it, it was, there was the bench, but as far as them, those guys making a run, they, they're just getting their opportunity and playing hard. And the Pacers were just trying to finish the thing out. So I don't know. I don't know if it was a, it was, it was an exhaustion thing or, and, and they were able to, you know, kick it back into gear and, and finish them off. So, um, you know, I guess, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it was that big of a deal in this game. So, yeah, um, no, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely thinking too far ahead. I just think it's something, you know, I talked, I remember talking with Caitlin about this, but we noticed, you know, the pace really dies down as the quarters go on. So that's something, uh, I don't know. It's just something I want to keep note of. Yeah. Um, and I can't believe I said, I mean, TJ McGonnell had himself a good game. Uh, I for Vic was awesome tonight. Um, this was yeah. again, I mean, Vic two back to back 22 point games. <laughs> To open up the season, uh, he looked incredible tonight from three, and he had a couple of nice drives to the rim. He really wasn't driving to the rim a ton. He was doing a lot of stuff um, just from his pull-up game from mid-range. Obviously, five of five from three. Uh, 
played really solid defense. Actually, I mean, Zach Levine had a pretty off game today. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, it was actually funny. I hardly even noticed Zach Levine was out there because of how well um, Vic was playing on him. But uh, what were your thoughts on Vic today? Because I, I thought he looked great. Uh, he continues to look. Yeah, I, nice. I think the way that I want to put it, um, his burst is back. So like going, you know, just obviously ground bound, you know, um, going north, south, his burst is there uh, most of the way. But the explosion is still, you know, kind of what we're waiting to see on him him getting some more vertical pop again. But regardless, I mean, the way that he's moving, he, he's he, it felt like he was probably like 70% going north-south in the bubble, and he's back to like 95% of what he was. Yeah, I mean, the only, you know, that you would have to pick with him is just the handle and, yeah. and being loose with the ball still once in a while. But um, he doesn't need to be dribbling that much. Um, with the role he's playing right now, and and um, he he really saved the day from behind the arc, <laughs> making all five of his threes. So um, you know, have, having him, I mean, almost like a a guy lighting in the weeds because you had T.J. Warren going there, and then of course the bonus got going, and it's like you know, Brogdon's finishing making shots, and you know, all the people isn't doesn't look like a number one option out there, but man, you leave him alone, he's gonna kill you. And that is really nice to see. And like you say, he's getting in there. I love, um, I'm pretty sure I said in the third quarter, he's kind of running together now, but ball on the floor, he's diving on it, getting it going the other way. Um, when, I mean, the game was over at that point, or at least it felt like it. Um, so um, I, I I really like what, what we're seeing from him. And, and, you know, once again, they get three guys scoring 20 points. So, um Vic's, Vic's definitely came came ready to play and, and get his buckets, but it's like he's not, you know, trying to be an overwhelming um, presence there on the offense. He's getting it where he can and, and taking advantage of his opportunities. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Everything just felt very in the flow for him. Wasn't forcing anything, um, which is promising because, you know, that was something that was an issue in the bubble. So it's cool seeing him take this. Yeah. I, I don't want to say backseat. Um, but he's really just focusing on doing things that are working. TJ obviously had a really good game today too. Um, got going early and um, it just as always, you know, the really quiet 23 points. Like you just look at the scoreboard and you're like, yes. oh, TJ did it again. Yeah. Um, did not hit a three. He actually passed up on a couple of threes that I was a little bit surprised at. Um, but overall, I thought he looked really good. Um, I, I thought he played a lot better defensively too as well today. Um I, you know, Domas, of course. I mean, gosh, the whole team played well. Um, Domas had a great game. Uh, what do you think about the free throw shooting? He is not shooting well from the free throw line this year. Just kind of uh, I know. hitters a little bit. I don't know. He, he always seems to miss, a, you know, I don't know. I feel like he always misses one out of at least three. Um, but he's the, the, the good thing is he's getting to the line plenty. Um, so hopefully he'll still find that rhythm there and be able to shoot at a little higher clip. Um, but I mean, he's just, he's just a monster in there. He, he, talk about gravity. I mean, that guy just, yeah. um, when, when they have the ball on the end of the floor, it's like, um, you know, it seems like everything is absolutely running through him. Nothing moves without him. Um, and, uh, they, you got to know where he is. Otherwise, he's just going to pound you. Yeah, 100%. And I thought, um, you know, obviously he was killing it on the inside. But also um, what he was doing to open up the game for for both Malcolm 
and Victor was huge too. I mean, his screening, mm-hmm. of course, we, we can always hammer that home and how important it's been. Um, actually, I wanted to hit too. I do you think he's been a little bit better defensively this year? Um, I thought just like just to start, um, I think part of it's been maybe the defensive scheme being helpful for him because he's not being you know thrown into the to having to guard the the uh, guard as the low man and, and rotate over the weak corner again because he's not good enough. I mean, he's not quick enough to do that. Um, but I don't know. I felt like the ball pressure has really been helpful for him in terms of, um, you know, and, and he's been a lot better in help defense. I felt this year. Um, I, I could be wrong on that, but that's just kind of where I'm at. I mean, it feels that way. I mean, definitely. It feels like he's in a, a more comfortable role out there defensively. Um, and I still like, you know, him Turner out there look, look real good together. I mean, Turner's, you know, got another four blocks tonight. Um, was it, great offensively otherwise but um you know still had a solid game and and having him in there um around the rim and, and being able to play with that second unit a little bit um it has been helpful but i i agree i think that sabonis i don't know i mean i guess he does a better job just keeping in front of his guy and um focusing on that and and um you know he's still getting to the the glass and, and rebounding pretty well. They, they had a decent night rebounding. Um, so, yeah, all around, I mean, you can't complain about what Sabonis is delivering, that's for sure. Yeah, 100%. Actually, okay, so I don't want to say you're wrong. I mean, uh, Miles definitely, uh, he missed a couple shots that weren't, like, perfect, but I don't know. I'm feeling really good about him offensively. I thought uh, – I tweeted this out today. Um, one of the things I've really liked, he's been a lot more aggressive in cutting to the rim. Um, you know, and mm-hmm. coming, following on, uh, following on drives, he's been really good at, um, and just some more intuitive cuts too have, have really worked out for me at that lob, um, towards the end of the game, uh, and which that was off of like more of a actual set play, but just in terms of him actually coming to the rim, cause you know, the last couple of years, we've been so used to seeing him, like he kind of rolls like halfway to the rim and then stops at the free throw mm-hmm. line for like a random jumper. And, um, so it's been nice seeing that. And we had, like, I think it was that totally broken play um, in the, I think it was in the fourth quarter. Uh, Vic drives in, passes back to Domas, uh, and Domas does that, uh, that pass Flip that, back. yes, <laughs> that you you would totally get yelled at if you did that in high school um, <laughs> off his feet. And Miles just came in, had that really nice runner in the lane. Um, I, I don't know. I just feel like in terms of, you know, the box score is not different. Um but what he's doing offensively, he's he's he just feels a lot less clunky because so many times last year, um, his decision making just seems like he's not really sure what he's doing out there. Not even that he's not he just isn't sure what to do in the confines of the offense, or he's questioning what to do in the confines of the offense, I should say. But now I, it just feels like he's like, okay, I know what I'm doing, I know what my reads are. Again, these are against you know two teams that are probably not going to be in the playoffs, but I still think it's an encouraging sign. I've really liked it. And both, <laughs> yeah, none no, of his I, threes I, were hesitant. Uh, he didn't hesitate. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Awesome. I mean, he, he definitely looks more comfortable out there for sure. Um, I mean, he really did in the first game, and, and um, he just had a couple of shots in, early in the game um, that were just, you know, short-armed. And, and uh, it's like, uh-oh. Uh, you always get the Quinn Buckman. Oh, that's a really good play. Miles just missed the shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, his impact just being in there, I'm telling you, he's, he's the way this defense is playing and, and leaving, you know, 
he's got those opportunities. Those block shot numbers are going to be something. This well, year. yeah, he's he uh, small sample size, but he's currently blocking six shots a game, which uh, that's, yeah. that's pretty good. So <laughs> I definitely won't, it's obviously not going to finish that high. But, uh, it, I mean, hey, who knows? Maybe. Um, can only hope. But no, it's it's funny because I think a lot of a lot of it was made about uh, you know when when Miles was out those first two games, um, or second two games I should say with the ball pressure defense like um, about maybe it was set up um, with the idea of just having Domas out there and I, I think there's probably still some validity to that but I'd also say they really couldn't be pressuring the ball quite the way they are if Miles wasn't out there. Um, it would be, at least it would oh, be tougher too. He's been cleaning up so much on the back end. He's been letting them be able to gamble more, um, which I still think. Do you think they're going to continue that kind of the whole season? Uh, I know that's a that's seventy more games. That's a lot for me to ask right now. What are your <laughs> What are your thoughts just in general on that being able to be something that uh, is kind of the basis for the whole season? Oh, I, I I'm sure that's the plan. I'm sure that's the, the hope. Um, and you know. In fact, about maybe wearing the Pacers out, but I mean, I think the ultimate goal is to wear out that other team. I thought, um, and I thought that worked out well um, tonight for sure. Um, but uh, you know, with Domas and and or, uh, and Miles in there, it, it is. It, I feel like they're definitely um, more risk. You know more um prone to, to take some risks and with the pressure um just because he's been so good cleaning up around the around the rim it's kind of nice you got the garbage man cleaning up and tj warren on the offensive end and then you got uh, miles on the defensive end <laughs> yeah. doing the cleanup <laughs> so uh it's a good mix the other thing i really enjoyed tonight just randomly or out of bounds place from all over the place yeah, the out-of-bounds um, plays were whether killer. They're out of, whether they're out of timeouts or just in the flow of the game, um, there were several where um, it's just fun watching the action and then seeing it develop and boom, ball at the bucket or, or open shot in the corner, you know. So um, not, you know, constantly running the same thing and and uh, a little uh, a little variety and, and uh, you never know what's going to come next, so. That's uh that's been a nice treat here in these first couple of games, but tonight, especially, it seemed to show up uh, several times. That was really fun. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Uh, the uh, I I don't think it's a stretch to say that in uh, a five game sample size, we've seen better ATOs and and uh, slob plays than than we saw all of last year. Um, well, like, I, and I think we've scored on more of them than. Uh, or I should say, I think the Pacers score around more of them, uh, which is reductive. But you know, maybe, it doesn't doesn't seem wrong. Um, but yeah, no, it felt like almost every single one was uh, was perfectly set up and and went through. Um, the only other question I had that I wanted to ask you before we get out of here: What are your thoughts so far on only playing nine guys? Um, you know, I thought it's been the same rotation as last year. I guess we we could say we were expecting uh, maybe a little bit more uh, in terms of you know, finding a few guys to throw out in the middle of a game uh, just to get different looks out there, test that out. Um, and I'm obviously, I mean, the, the team's 2-0 right now. They've played really well. He's getting – Coach Bjorkman's getting a lot of really good looks at, at the lineups he's running. But I have kind of wondered about that just in terms of, uh, you know, whether or not 
that's something that the Pacers will maybe be doing moving forward. Cause I was mentioned, you know, obviously Goga is not there. So yeah. that's maybe one of the wrinkles that you, you would expect um, cause he's injured right now, but uh, I yeah. don't know. Just and something to, that I was thinking about. And tonight, you know, Goga would have helped because of all the foul trouble with Sabonis and, and Turner there at one point yeah. they had, they were playing Justin holiday at center. So, um, but I think, um, and, and also Ed Sumner uh, being sick. Yeah. Um, is also another guy who would think maybe in that mix once in a while. Um, I, I do think at some point in certain games, you know, Akilah Martin um, and Jakar Sampson, those guys will probably get in there as, as well. Um, but, you know, they, they're still new <laughs> um, with Bjorkman and they're still trying to, to develop his system and everything. So, um, I think on some level it makes sense to um, make sure those guys that you're going to lean on uh, the most get get the reps um, while they can right now. Now we got the bat-to-bat tomorrow, so we'll see how that impacts things. Um, he would uh, Bjork didn't commit before the game to Oladipo playing again. Um, I, I'm sure it will depend on how he feels. I thought for a while there they wouldn't even have to put the starters back in there. Yeah, he court, played the but, least out of stars tonight, I believe. Yeah, he played less than miles even, uh, but only by 10 yeah. seconds. But still, um, noteworthy. He played only 25 minutes. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's possible. I personally, I don't know. I don't know if he'll play tomorrow. I, if if I had a bet on it, I would say no, he doesn't play tomorrow. And he plays on uh, on Monday instead. Uh, not Monday, Tuesday instead. But uh, we'll see on that. Yeah, I mean, the fact that he answered didn't answer that, you know, pretty direct question. One way or the other, <laughs> you know, it means to me, it leans towards he probably won't play, but um, we'll see. I mean, they got what three games in five days. So um, after this, you know, back to back. So there's, um, you know, now we're starting to get the season flow going and, um, and different circumstances popping up here. So uh, that's, I think, when you'll see how, how, deep he's willing to go in that rotation from night to night yeah yeah no i agree well hopefully we get to see Cassius stanley try and uh kill the rim a couple more times um that was exciting um I, that was. yeah yeah i actually i think the ref kind of chewed him out after four or not chewed him out but like, oh i know I, yeah i think I, he heard about it from the bulls and then the ref and then it's like, yeah oh, I, that's what i was th- immediately when i saw it, i was like wow i'm kind of surprised <laughs> to see the ref pulling aside for that but yeah yeah i mean he's a rookie he's doing his thing i'll never forget um do you, I don't you, I don't know if you remember this. this is from like forever ago. It was during uh, I think the first Durant season with Golden State, and Jordan Bell was still. I think Jordan Bell was a rookie, and he threw down a three sixty tomahawk. Um, I think they were up like thirty five, and he threw one down off a breakaway with like forty seconds left, and he got teed up, and uh, Steve Kerr just like totally chewed him out. But yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget that. Not yeah. the time and place. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I honestly, I don't mind. I think if you don't want to oh, get that thrown down, that, then yeah. you shouldn't be down thirty-five. You still all the bowls, a few dozen. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> that, that's kind of where I'm at. But it, it's just, yeah. it's just basketball. It's not like, yeah. But regardless, uh, so last thing, uh, what are you, what are you kind of looking forward to for tomorrow? Anything that's sticking out that. Uh, you're definitely going to be noting for in the Celtics series. I, I guess, I mean, it's the, it's an entire series, um, which is yeah, kind that, of my first a, thing. My first thing right away, I'm excited to see it be like a series. Um, 
that would be kind of cool, like a little mini playoff series. Yeah, and obviously the Celtics have uh, plenty of firepower, even without um, um, yes, yeah, I just Kemba. Kemba, um, <laughs> thank you. Um, but they're still going to be matchup problems all over the place, and it'll be um, you know again, this is a, a chance maybe for the Pacers' depth that we talked about where we got, you know, a lot of really good guys. And um, if they can uh, um, use that to their advantage and, you know, you, you go into a situation like this, you got these two games, you get the, the Celtics, you're hoping for at least a split, right? Yeah. Um, coming out even. But, uh, you know, I think this first game will really tell us a lot about the Pacers. Now, obviously, they're coming off a of back-to-back, but, you know, it's – a quick trip from Chicago, and um, again, they were able to spread the minutes out pretty well tonight. So um, it's going to be just a, a good, good matchup, and it'll be a good measuring stick after the Knicks and the Bulls. You know, to see where see where the Pacers stand, and and I'm sure they're looking forward to the challenge as well. Yeah, I agree. I think, um, and watching the Celtics a couple times already. Um, obviously, I mean, Jason Tatum is really good. Uh, he has not gone to the free throw line once in, uh, know, in two games, which is wild. I, I personally, I think that he should have gotten there a couple times in the game against Brooklyn. But regardless, Jason Tatum is going to be probably not probably Jason Tatum will be the best player on the court in the game tomorrow. Um, so it'll be interesting to me, too, because, I mean, Jalen Brown has looked really darn good uh, yeah. to start the year as well. Um, so it'll be interesting. Like, OK, they have. Obviously, the Pacers have TJ. I'm sure TJ will draw the assignment on Jason just because who else is going to guard Jason Tatum just size-wise and um, trying yep. to keep with him. Uh, but then who's guarding Jalen Brown? Because there's no one else that's really like size on the team that's going to – I mean, maybe Malcolm will get him. Uh, I still th- – I, I don't want to smirch Vic, but I think that's asking a lot out of Vic for an entire game to guard somebody who's yeah. uh, two inches taller than him, not weighs him by probably – Especially when we're not sure he's even going to play. Yeah, mean, yeah, exactly. So – uh, and even for Justin Holiday, that's a tough cover <laughs> for the whole game. So I don't know. That'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But like you mentioned, uh, the bench unit's going to be huge against the Celtics because the Celtics bench is currently non-existent. Um, I mean, Shemi Ojale played like 10 or 11 minutes yesterday. And as much as I love loved Shemi Ojale, he's one of the guys who I thought was going to be awesome coming out of the draft. Uh, has not worked out, but he has a perfectly sculpted biceps, which I always appreciate. Um because I like think of myself as having perfectly sculpted biceps, Tom. But, um, yeah, I don't know. There's going to be a lot to look forward to tomorrow and uh, see how it plays out on Tuesday, too. Um, Can't wait. Yeah, definitely. To everyone listening, of course, thank you for listening. Uh, we will be coming at you with another podcast tomorrow night after the game close. Uh, have some stuff coming out Monday, too. Basically, we're in full season swing, so expect stuff pretty much every day. Um, <laughs> thank you for listening. Have a good rest of your day. Hope you had a had a great holiday. And uh, – We'll be catching you later.